That is hardcore. This is hardcore shit. But for me, it's harder and harder to resist. Hello, and welcome to Hardcore Horror with Mike and Bridget. <laughs> Hello, Bridget. What's going on? You got somebody else over there with you? Uh, you know, just my other alter egos, personality things, you know. No, no. <clears throat> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? We got a show tonight. Who is our yes. guest? Yes. So we have Joe DeBartolo. I hope I said his last name uh, okay. correctly. He's um actor, producer. He's been in a shit ton of movies, done a lot of projects, so super excited to talk to him. He sounds he sounds familiar. He yeah. sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. <laughs> I think he may have been in like several of your movies. Several of my movies. He was in a few of mine. Yes. We'll talk to him about those movies and then quite a few more cool. later on. All right. Uh, uh so let's talk about a few other things. So, uh, Pearl Jam just released a new song. Going to release a new album this, this year. Green Day released a new album. Blink-182 had one not too long ago. We have the Scream movies just came out uh, last year and year before last. We, uh, I know what he did last summer in Urban Legend. There's remakes supposed to happen, reboots or something. I feel like the 90s are back. I fucking love it. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, but love I, I love it. 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 Yes. Love, the, love the music, love the, love those movies. Uh, not all of the 90s were classics, but I do like those. So yes, I'm, I, I am enjoying the renaissance of the 90s, so not, not too shabby. Um, I love it. I was at a party earlier tonight, and there was all these live bands, and someone played. And they started playing Alice in Chains. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. it. You know, I mean, the 90s weren't for everybody. Uh, a lot of people don't like the 90s. I've definitely heard quite a few people say, eh, don't, don't like those alternative bands or whatever. You know, uh, not not big on that stuff. But uh, I, yeah, that was my that was my era for sure. Yeah, same, uh, same. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on from that, we got a we got a little thing go- going on called the clown contest, right? Talk to us a little <laughs> about that. Yeah. What's going on yeah. with this clown thing? Okay, so. There's a movie called Circus of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Bloody Bill, um, Billy Pond. Yeah, we had him on. We had him on the We've podcast. had him on our podcast. Um, so I remember texting you because I saw a little contest. They're coming out with Circus of the Dead Part 2. And I remember texting you. I was like, it's a long shot. But they're having a contest for horror fans that if you want to be part of the cast in Circus of the Dead Part 2. So I remember texting you and I was like, it's a long shot, but I, I, I think I'm going to try it. And at that time, I didn't really realize what I was getting into. It was just, hey, send in your headshot, um, mm. send in a clip um, of, you get, of you dying. Right. I was like, okay, okay. Well, I I didn't want to film anything. I just took a tiny little clip, you know, off of a movie I did, and it turned into this big thing where um, you have to. It goes into this thing where you have to. I have to be voted in, and it does cost money um, for me to get votes, but the money goes towards the making of the film. And at first, I was kind of like, I don't want to do this, but you know, you know what? It the money goes towards the making of something I absolutely love and something I'm extremely passionate about, which is independent horror films. Right. And so I was like, dude, I'm going to just, I'm going to go for it. And if I don't win, I don't win. It's all good. I try my best and all the money that I bring in for the votes um, goes to a really good cause. So, um, so listeners out there go and vote for Bridget Byron. Um, You can go on my Facebook 
page, which is Lynn, Lynn.Bridget or my Instagram, or you can go directly to the website um, and cast a vote for me. And I'm going to, I'll say it out for you. I'm going to go really slow. It's um, the website is circus of the dead. The number two dot us dot launch pad six dot com forward slash join the cast forward slash group popcorn dot com <laughs> it's Whoa, the longest a, one ever long I was one. like I'm gonna go really slow um, <laughs> You may just want to go to my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not, or not need put, that link. <laughs> maybe we can even put a link um, on our Facebook group. But God, oh my God, I would so appreciate it. Um, you know, if you go and vote for me, it's God. It would be like such a dream come true to be part of this film. It's um, the lead. The lead actor is um, Bill Oberst Jr., who was also on our podcast with Billy Pond. And mm-hmm. um, this the the role is to get murdered by Papa Corn, which is oh, the character, the nice. killer clown. I'm like, oh my God, that would be like my dream yeah. to be killed. By I think that's the perfect, clown. that's the perfect role for you. I know shit. I'm like, oh my God, not just any clown. Papa Corn. Oh yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorite killer clowns. So so great. And I think it was really cool that um that Bloody Bill put this thing together. It's really smart. You know, people don't, they don't think about it. They watch all these movies, but they don't really think about all the, all the effort and all that it takes to make a film. And yeah. the biggest thing is the money. Right. right. Yeah. It's a very interesting way to crowdfund for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, now, right now there are, it's in round one, but there's going to be other rounds, right? As well. Yep. So. Round one. It looks like I'm going to go into round two. So yeah. they, they've broken it down into different groups. There's four clowns. Um, I got put in Papa Corn's group. Okay. And I'm in second place right now. So keep me alive oh, so I can so, get killed. <laughs> also, there's different other groups as well. Yeah. So oh. there's, yeah, there's four groups. There's four groups. And you have to be, I think, in, I don't know, first, first, second, or third place in your group. To gotcha. make it to the next round. Gotcha. So I don't know how many rounds it is. I know the finals is going to be, at, um, I believe, March the 29th. Okay. So I still got a little ways to go. Um, it's crazy. <clears throat> it's reading through the rules and everything. It's um, and it's all legit. You can't even vote for yourself on there. So it's literally all my votes are from people who has gone gone out to support me and support the movie. So awesome. All right. All right. Well, everybody, go and. Uh... Pitch in a little bit, and let's get her to get killed on screen. Yes, yes. Keep me alive so I can get killed <laughs> later by popcorn. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a few other little things here before we bring out Joe. So I, I've been going down this huge uh, rabbit hole of stuff on the Internet Archive and the effed up movies site. Internet Archive especially. I, I had no idea. There's just so much stuff on there. There's so much stuff, uh, uh, just tons of movies and old footage and TV shows that you haven't probably thought of in years. It just there's just so much stuff on there. So I've just been kind of just looking at all kinds of stuff. Um, so I watched there's some documentaries and uh, uh, horror documentaries and stuff. I watched uh, quite a few of them. I, I watched one. One was like a chiller documentary, and it, uh, it was like the top 15 slashers and stuff. And uh, I won't go through them all, but like 
Candyman was like number eleven. I thought that's a little low for Candyman because I really like him. Uh, mm-hmm. But there, there was some in the top ten. There was a few that like American Psycho, which I was like, eh. I mean, I like that movie. It's really good, but I don't know if he was, a, you know, that good. Uh, only had the one. Only had the one. Only had the one. Dexter was in there too, which I was like, okay, I like. I, I do love Dexter, even if they never could get the any right both times. I uh, still love the show. Uh, but here was the top three. The top three. See what you think about this. Top three uh, slashers. Okay. Uh, number three, Jason. Number two, Michael Myers. And number one, Freddy Krueger. That's what I thought you were going to say when I was like, well, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? I mean, it's, this sounds so, it's, that's very main, mainstream. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I, I I love all all three of the franchises. Are they my favorite? Eh, you know, right? Uh, but right. I I think that they should have not went so mainstream. So hey, everybody everybody knows these. I'm really so, it cracks me up, and it cracks. I'm surprised that American Psycho and Dexter was in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. And where where did where did you say that you were where did you say that you were saying these out? I was just watching on the Internet Archive. It's a, okay. it's a chiller horror documentary. Yeah, okay. uh, but of, of those three, do you feel like that's the right order of those three? No. No. Okay. What, what would do you, you think what, it's the wait a minute? Do you think it's the right order? I, I do. But what, what do you think the order would be? I don't know. See, all right. So it was um, all right. Freddie was number one. Yeah. J- Jason was three. Michael Myers was two. I mean, they're all pretty gory. Maybe, maybe Freddy was the goriest. I, I mean, I don't know about the goriest. Slash I just, I just think, I just think he's the best concept. I, I, think, I think, yeah, I, he's I think, good for number one. Um, I might have, I think, I think, um, Michael and Jason should have been swapped though. You think swapped? I mean, they're both a little uneven in my book. I mean, they, they both have. I mean, compared, I don't think any of Jason's movies is as good as the original Halloween. Um. But I mean, there's some good Jason movies, and there's some bad Jason movies. There's some bad Michael Myers movies. I mean, that's what I was at, gonna say. Look at the last, really one. all of them, really. No, I mean, I like some of. I mean, I like, I like, I love one. Uh, two is pretty good, honestly. I like Season of the Witch, even though that's not Michael. Um, four is not that great. Four and five, they're. I mean, they're they they have moments. Okay, maybe four four is decent. Five is iffy. Six is pretty rough. That's the that's the one with the thorn rose, you know, the conspiracy thing. Um, yeah, that, that one's rough. Uh, yeah. And then, yep. then what? Then what do we have? We had H two O. I like H two O. Yeah, I like H two O. Good. Wasn't wasn't too thrilled on the one with the Buster Rhymes. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not the greatest. Seen that one, one time, I think. Not the, not the greatest. Rob Zombie's remake, the first one, it's decent. I, I like it. I don't like it as good as the original, but it's it's not. It's it's a it's a good movie. A lot of people did not like that one, but I personally loved it because I liked kind of knowing that backstory. Yeah. I thought he did really good on the backstory. I, um, did, I didn't care about the backstory. You but didn't? I, not the backstory. I actually liked it better once he got into it. Like I, I thought like once he gets into it and he is Michael Myers, it, it does pretty good job. Pretty decent. Uh, I didn't really like his second one uh, at all. Really. The second one was terrible. I've terrible. only seen the second one one time, but I feel like uh, I feel like there was too much crying and screaming in it. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. There, there was some brutality in it, which whatever is 
okay but yeah, yeah i didn't like it as a whole um and then we had then we had david gordon green's halloween which was pretty good mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty well done uh howling kills a little off kilter uh, a lot of people didn't like it i kind of liked it i thought it was different you know he at least he didn't die at the end Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the only ones they never died in, which was pretty cool. And then we got the last Halloween ends, which was, uh, in my opinion, a total atrocity. But so yeah, they're 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 totally on mine, you know. But overall, I don't know. I, I don't know. I get in different moods, but I do like Michael Myers a little bit better, I think, just because there is you have a million timelines, but you do have that sort of connection with Laurie Strode and everything. So it, I, I like that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, whichever way you want to play it, but uh, but uh, Jason doesn't have a whole lot of that. You know, he had his mother there for a while, but then they dropped all that really. And and, and it, you know, it, it's kind of they really, especially with Michael and Jason, they sort of just throw st- stuff at the wall and see what is stuck. You know, and right, <laughs> and then yeah. see what happens. At, you know, and, you know, you don't even get the hockey mask until part three. You know, three. you don't even get him really until the end of part one. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a, a process with with that one. I mean, and there's definitely ones like that. I don't really like that much, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. I thought the of the three that was a pretty good list. I do think Freddie and Freddie's got some stinkers too, man. He really does. But the concept of the dreams and everything, I think, is is a really brilliant concept. You know, uh, so well, yeah. That that's that's my take on it. One other thing here, um, so you know, we, we talk about physical copies and digital streaming, all, all the ways that we watch movies because we watch movies all the time. There's so many different ways you can watch movies these days. You know, I was just watching stuff on the Internet Archive. You know, that's just a website. Um, but you know, uh, we do like our physical copies and stuff. But the, the 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 days are dwindling down on some some of that stuff. But Best Buy now they. They have begun to uh, liquidate some of their um, stock. They did some sales online. I know they're doing some sales in store. So if you're uh, near a Best Buy, you should go check it out, I guess, because they are uh, reducing the price on quite a bit of their um, DVDs and movies and clearing them out. Clearing them out because they are no more. Um, It was also announced that Disney, getting out of the DVD business as well, uh, not really, but they are. They're they're no longer going to do their own distribution of DVDs. They are handing that over to Sony, uh, and they they and they had like a club too, a Disney movie club. Remember, like the old uh, Columbia House Club. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, Disney still held on to that. They've had it for like twenty something years, and they're ending that. They're ending all that. So, oh wow, yeah. So all that's going to go away. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's always an ever-changing landscape of where you're going to be watching movies and how you're going to watch them. I don't think physical media is going to dry up anytime soon at all, mm-hmm. but it is going to get a little bit harder to find, you know. Um, obviously, Target and Walmart, they have not announced that they're going to stop, and they may not, but they've definitely dwindled in their stores, you know, the amount that they carry. Uh, online you can purchase quite a bit but um, amazon of course is still a big seller um, and a lot of boutique labels are still tons of those that sell their own stuff that that you can buy stuff from and of course you know obviously you can buy used stuff and stuff secondhand like on ebay and stuff but um but yeah you know it, it is kind of changing a little bit um and so you know everybody a lot of people go into streaming and watch that stuff but that stuff was kind of uh, the Wild West for the, the longest time. We had Netflix, and that was kind of the only one for the longest time. And then all these other ones popped up. 
and you know, and some of those haven't really worked out. Uh, there's been talk that uh, I guess Paramount and Peacock is going to join possibly. Uh, oh wow! Oh yeah, wow. that's a that's in, uh, they're talk in talks. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But so obviously it's not doing as well for some of them. Uh, you know, after so many years, Netflix went to uh, a version with commercials. Uh, as did Amazon now, uh, Prime. They've changed where they have commercials as well as an option. So the thing about that stuff is, well, as these streaming things go back to commercials, we're basically just getting back in the way. You're ba- we're being. basically getting back to cable, right? We are. We Well, yes, mm-hmm. and even primetime stuff. So commercials, commercials, commercials. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing about that stuff. If people are willing to pay for content with commercials, a lot of these free apps that have commercials, they're going to be going away. That's what really scares me. Well, there's already talk that Amazon is going to shutter their their own uh, one called Freebie. Have you ever been on that one? Um, I've heard of it. I haven't actually been on it. Yeah. Oh, maybe I have. I feel like it pops up all the time. It used to be something like IMDB free or something like that. It was, it was I don't know, some different name, but they changed it to Freebie. Uh, I don't really use it either that much, but uh, I know it is an option that you know has quite a few movies on it that you can watch with commercials, kind of like Tubi. So, uh, so there's talks that that might be going away as well. Once that happens, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Ten years from now, all the stuff that we got even right now is going to be different. Uh, they're going to try to get more of a hold on all this stuff, and uh, it it probably isn't going to be. I don't know if it'll work for them, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, um, obviously what, what, what's going to happen? We, who knows, but it's, it's always changing. It seems like every, every month, something new. Do you think at one, some point in time, there's, they're just going to completely do away with physical copies. Everything is going to be digital. Do you feel that way? Well, they would, I think some of them would in their their own way like that. I think it's going to, I think it's it's going to eventually get to that point. If you think about like music and like, you know, CDs, every, like when's the last time you bought a CD? When's the last time I bought a CD? Does he still make CDs? Yeah. Yeah. They They still make, and and vinyl is still popular, more popular than ever. I buy more damn vinyl than I do uh, (laughs) anything. Just I like the way it sounds. Well, that's, that's kind of a thing, you know, that's, uh, and so, I mean, that, it didn't go away, you know, streaming, streaming music is huge, you know, we'll not go away like a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, go away. Like you can't go into like a Walmart or something, buy a CD. I don't think you can. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they, they used to, the one that I frequent, they used to have a little rack. I mean, it was so small, you know, like a handful, maybe 20 CDs or something, you know, you're not going to get you're not going to go in there and find something you're looking for that came out 10 years ago or something, you know? I know. If they do away with the aisles and aisles of movies, that's going to suck. But I feel like that's probably – I feel like that's going to happen. At some well, in, in, mind, in, in mind, in mind, they've already uh, took out about half of one side and put, like, Funko Pops and toys and stuff, movie-related toys or something. So it's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that – it, it it may go out of all of those and they just won't keep them in the stores and they might just like have them um, in the warehouse and just sell them online. You know, I don't think Amazon's really going to, I mean, it would be really surprising if they announced they weren't going to do uh, movies. Cause I think that they do pretty good business. I could be wrong, but 
I feel like they probably do and they don't have them in stores anywhere. So they don't have to worry about that. So, um, but as far as like the companies making them themselves, I don't know. I mean, I think as long as there's a market for it, they're going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all in boil down. It's all a money thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all if, 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 if all it, it? and again, uh, this is going to be more of a generational thing, like for my generation and earlier generations, they like hard copies. They like physical copies. They want to own those kind of things. Younger generations, you know, I don't know. They're not going to care about that stuff, you know. They don't yeah. have. They didn't have the movie rental days and the, the the sort of tangible things in their hands. They they don't care that much. They're not going to care that much about because a lot of it is about nostalgia in its own way, you know. So I, I mean, could I see it going away completely? I don't think it will ever go away completely, but I it definitely will dwindle down to where it will probably be a lot harder to find. Or maybe not even harder to find, but more expensive because not so much is going to be made, and and you can't get it as many places as you can. So it will be a little bit more of a, oh, I got to pony up a little bit more dough and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of movies, what movies have you been watching? Well, I've watched a lot, but okay. I'm just going to name a few. All right. Sure. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is. Um, we went to um, the a live show of Dr. Gang Green's um, um, sanitarium um, in Nashville. Oh yeah, so we actually went to the live show. Um, it was like his Valentine's Day special, and it was it was really cool when we went in there. Um, I've never been to a live show like that, so that was pretty fun. We watched the movie and everything, and nice. the movie was the brain that wouldn't die. Oh, the old 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 movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen it before, and it's got really low ratings, but it yeah. was actually pretty good. It was pretty, like, raunchy uh-huh. <laughs> for 1962. Right. I thought it was pretty good, and so that was really fun. Um, yeah. When we first got there, um, we just so happened to sit down next to Ben and Stacey Dixon. Um, oh, yeah, so that was fun. And, of course, you know, it was Valentine's Day special. So they were actually guests on the show. Um, ben and Stacey Dixon, uh, they own um, um, Slaughterhouse, um, Full, Moon Cine- um, Full Moon Cineplex, Lone Wolf. And they do the big horror convention in Nashville every year, right. which is um, the tattoo and, Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival. Right. Uh, mark your calendars because it's coming up very soon. It's my absolute favorite horror convention. Um, and I will have a booth there. So mark your calendars for March 29th, 30 and the 31st at Sonesta Hotel in Nashville. Cool. So cool. that was pretty cool. They got up and kind of talked about that. So that was a fun, really fun experience. Yeah. Um, movie was really good too. Um, another movie that I watched, I've never seen this one before and it, it's a low budget indie horror movie and it was actually really good is, um, Hell's Highway. Have you seen this one? Hell's Highway. Uh, yeah. I don't think Two, so. 2002, um, directed by Jeffrey Leroy. Um, really good. A sexy homicidal hitchhiker called herself Lucinda commits acts of gory mayhem against unexpected people who pick her up off the road to help her out. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It was uh, a movie that was recommended to Oh, me I have seen this movie. I have you seen it? I have seen like this movie. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, Phoebe Dollar, uh, she was in that movie. She was also in a movie called Goth that I okay. thought was, was really she, good. Which, which character was she in? She, she is the, uh, the, the, main, the main. Lucinda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. No, she did really great. Really, really great. When she got in the car, um, when she got in the car with the, the guy, um, the two guys and the two girls, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, did she just do that? Oh, this is kind of dirty. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. I would definitely recommend that. One. Yeah. If you get a, if you get a chance, try to find goth. It's goth. Just, I'm write that mm-hmm. one down. Okay. Yeah. Goth. So she's, so she's in that one. What year did that come out? You know, or kind of time frame? Uh, it's probably around the same time as that. This one is cool. I'll definitely check that out then. Um, I, I did a rewatch of the babysitter, um, from, I'm not, I think it's a Netflix original. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love Samara. It. It's, Samara. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, um, it's kind of funny actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason I did a rewatch of it is because I had no idea that there was even a part two. There's yes, the there babysitter killer queen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so, um, Tracy had never, never seen either one of them. I was like, let's watch the first one before we watch the second one. So the second one I didn't like is good. It's not as good. No, I, I don't fell like it asleep. As... He did fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, but yeah, it's definitely not as good. The CGI was really bad, like really bad. Yeah. Um, I would think for that that type of budget that they could have done a little bit better on that. But um, overall, I mean, overall, it was still still good, still funny. So those, mm-hmm. those are good. Um, another one that I wanted to talk about is something that my kiddo had me watch. Okay. I say I say kiddo, but she's you know she's seventeen. Usually, so you know, everyone everyone probably knows if they listen to podcasts. She's not a horror person. She's, you know, anime and gamer. And so she has me watch little videos all the time. Mom, check this out. She'll pull up stuff on YouTube all the time. Uh-huh. So she had me watch this little thing um, called Happy Tree Friends. Do you know about Happy Tree Friends? I've heard that name. So I don't know if you were mentioned it to me or somebody else, but I've heard that, but I don't think I've seen it. I definitely didn't mention it to you because I just kind of found out about it. So it's it's like an, an adult cartoon mm-hmm. like disguised as a children's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very dark humor. So she has me watch this. I watched a few of them, but the first one she had me watch is called Oz Cold Lemonade. Eyes. Yeah. Like drop balls. Oz Cold Lemonade. It's, it's barely over two minutes. Like you're watching it, you're like, oh, I'm just watching like, you know, something for like a toddler. And you're like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So it's got the the WTF moments for sure. So I had to mention that. Check it out on YouTube. Happy Tree Friends. Um, If you got a, if you can spare a little over two minutes. This one that I want, Oz Cold Lemonade. (laughs) It's pretty good for a cartoon. If you're into like that, you know, dark humor. Um, uh, last thing, the last one, I'm, I've watched so many movies, but there's just a few that I want to name. But last one um, I'm going to talk about is, we're going to talk about together, is yeah. our extreme pick. Extreme it's, it's pick of the week. Yes. Life and death of a porno gang. Life and death of a porno gang. Yes, yes, yes. I finally watched. I had a hard time getting the damn thing to play, but I finally got to watch it today. Okay, yeah. And All right. And? So, you know, I really thought that it was going to be, I really thought I was going to have a, a hard time making it through the movie, just uh-huh. kind of based off the title. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, I was like, um, oh boy, this is going to be rough. It wasn't nowhere near as bad as what I thought. Um, it start, it's, it's very, very slow. 
to take to take off. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's a lot of parts in there that were unnecessary. They could have cut a lot of it out. I feel like they were just trying to take up time or something. They just filmed like unnecessary little scenes. But I probably won't watch it again. But it, I mean, it it, it kind of in the end, like in the end, I thought it was kind of sad. <laughs> I actually <laughs> really like this movie. You I, did like it? I actually really liked it. I, I did not know what I was getting into, and I didn't think I would like it really, honestly, by the title alone. But I did really like it. You know, you got – because, first of all, you got this guy. He, he's just trying to make his first feature, like a documentary thing. And he and, and you run into the same problem that every independent filmmaker does. Don't have the money. Trying to find the money, you know. So he's, you know, trying to figure that out, and he – Inverently hooks up with this porn guy and starts making movies for him. And then he gives him money to make the movie and he decides to make his own movie with it. And that didn't work out. And then he has to owe the guy and pay him some money. To uh, He kind of just skips town with his own porn cabaret, <laughs> and uh, which is uh, ingenious, I guess, in its own way. And uh, I did. I, I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well made. Um, Again, not not what you would think by the title, really. Yeah, not 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 at all. It, I did I did have a connection with the characters, but obviously at the end, I was just like, "Oh man, all he wanted to do was make a feature film." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course, you know, they get strapped for money. Uh, they get kind of run, ran off from places and just not really making the money that they want to. They're kind of, they're kind of just living that sort of, uh, you know, nomad uh, life, uh, punk rock, do it yourself kind of thing. And and then of course they get this opportunity to make money, and he doesn't want to do it. None of them want to do it really, you know. Uh, but eventually they end up having to and and everything. Yep. Uh, um, and just that whole process is it is it is a little tragic for sure. Um, mm-hmm. the whole thing but um yeah i did i thought it was well done um this is a serbian film believe it or not yeah yeah, yeah. and the story the storyline is great you got a guy that just wants to make a feature film and he runs into rom not no having no money because remember you gotta have money to make a movie that's why i think it's great that bloody bill's doing this contest to help the, the help support them help to raise the funds to make yeah. the movie yeah I think, it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea because it it does i mean you can have the best damn ideas for movies but you can't pull it off if you don't have the the funds yeah exactly yeah. And a lot of people don't they don't realize that they're like ah, that was all right i was like really low budget well well give me you want me to do it better well give me some damn more money and i can do it better <laughs> you know it's it's all about it's all you gotta have you gotta have the money yes um, yes for sure so it's now, a pretty legit story yeah yeah now this film won't be for everybody now you know no. we, we have a little bit of puking at first there as like, oh this is what gonna be that's uh, what the- i thought too, <laughs> where i was like oh it's gonna be one of these uh, yeah that's what I, but it's now we do have the horse scene with the, <laughs> yeah. with the with the transsexual the horse scene <laughs> uh that probably won't be for everybody you know and then there's a scene where they're all on the mushrooms uh, naked uh, you know tripping out and stuff so there's there's a few extreme scenes but overall it's not i wouldn't say it's an extreme yeah, movie it's not too it's not too extreme it's, I it, no i don't think it i don't think it's com- it's not all for shock value for sure you know, because uh, they're telling the story. There, it is a story to be told here. So, 
I don't know. I, I did like it. I, th- I I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I mean, I didn't yeah. really know anything going into it other than literally the title, but I'd kind of already made up my mind that this is a, not going to be as good as I think it's going to be, but I, I was pretty impressed with it. Honestly. Well, that's good. That's good. If you went in with that mindset, that's that's really that's really good. You're like, ah, it's going to be one of these, but you ended up liking it, so that's pre- that's really good. Um, I'd say it's, it's not one... Um, I, I probably won't ever watch it again, but it was nowhere near as bad as what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, yeah. I probably will. I probably will watch it again. Uh, okay, down the line, not not, not next week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not next week. You, know, you it, it might be one of those that if you watch it a second time too, you'll probably pick up on a lot more. You know? Sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, well, that's. I mean, I don't want to go into all of the all everything I've been watching because it's so much. Yeah, um, what about yeah. you? What, what have you been watching? Uh, quite a few things, but I'll just I'll do a few, a few here. Um, one of the things I watched was a little movie called "When the Screaming Starts." When the screaming starts. Yeah. Um, so uh, when Norman is invited to the home of an inspiring serial killer, he believes he has the subject of the documentary that will make his career. Now, what does that sound like? Uh, <laughs> behind the mask, rise of one of the Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and then I mean it's kind. I mean. It's nowhere near as good as that movie, though. I mean, it's kind of the same premise, to be honest. Sort of and it's like called Be- Behind the Screams? No, this is called When the Screaming Starts. Oh, When the Screaming Starts. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like Behind the Mask, you know? Gotcha, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, but it's nowhere near as good. It would be It'd be hard to do that. I, <laughs> I yeah. think I had that on my list um, on our last podcast, but that's... That's always going to be a, a favorite of mine, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, any any movie in that vein is going to be compared to that movie, you know, and, and it would be hard to to top. But I mean, it's, it was an okay movie. It just wasn't great or anything. Um, up next was the Executioners. This was a little sort of um, revenge movie. Uh, very, very low budget. Not too bad though, honestly. I, I mean, I didn't hate it. Uh, four female friends are held hostage. Uh, by unknown intruders, but as women fight back, will they get a taste for the violence? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of a revenge movie with a little twist at the end, though. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, not too bad. Up next was a rewatch of Bad Biology. Now, you like uh, body horror. You seen this movie? Um, No, but I did. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw that you were watching it on Slasher. Mm-hmm. I saw that you posted that's what you're watching. So I went and looked up the trailer and I was like, I'm going to put this movie. I swear to God, I have this movie on my list. Okay. Yeah. This is, I think this is a movie you should watch because you love the body horror stuff. And that this is definitely that. Uh, it's by the guy who did Frank and Hooker. Uh, not as good as that movie. It's still charming. I mean, it's, it's a little silly to be taken, you know, to, you can't take it too seriously because it is pretty silly. But I mean, it's, it reminds me very much of trauma, that sort of stuff. I like those though. They're like kind of trashy horror yeah. movies, but I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of, I kind of like that about the trauma movies. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, it's been a while since I saw this, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I like it. I don't love it. Like, I, I do love Frank and Hooker, but I don't love it. But I, it is enjoyable. So I think you should just 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 give it a, a go and see what you think. Yeah, for sure. I, and I will say that I love, um, I finally got on this um, this app called Slasher. I had no idea that you were on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it because I can, I'll, I have notifications turned on for you. So every time you post that you're watching something, it'll like pop up on my phone. Um, and I'll be like, what's Mike watching tonight? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of how I keep up with what I've been watching. I post on there. Usually, 
Uh, yeah, if it's a horror, if it's a horror movie, not, if I watch something else, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna really smart. If you're on slasher, um, if you're on slasher, check us out. Um, I'm circus gal, of course, and you can find Mike on there. Um, under faux pas, faux right? Yeah. Is it just faux pas? Uh, I Is think it faux I, I think it's faux pas. I don't. I, I think it's just faux pas. Maybe I don't, I don't know for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, so up next was a little film called Here for Blood. Here for blood. Yeah. Peaceful evening becomes bloody, violent chaos. Mask intruders descend upon Tom and Grace's home and the couple fight for their lives. Uh, so this was like uh, a babysitter. She was babysitting this kid and then she has her uh, boyfriend babysit. Um, and then, th- then all these intruders come and he has to fight them off. Uh, this was actually pretty good. I actually enjoyed this one. It's uh, pretty gory. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good kills and 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 scenes like that. So nothing nothing like over the top as far as like a, a th- like uh, intelligence or anything, but just a fun uh, uh, fight stomping gory movie. You know, here for blood. Here for blood. That was on screen box. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, up next was a little low budget film called Skinned Alive from uh, two thousand and eight. Uh, this movie wasn't that great. Uh, I feel like this movie is, for one thing, it's titled mistitled, it's titled wrong, and also the poster is definitely wrong because it, it, I mean, skinned alive. You think, I don't know, skinned alive. Uh, it's just, it's about this girl who's a cannibal, but she doesn't skin anybody, and it's not, nothing like that. Um, and it's just about this girl who's a cannibal, and she gets this boyfriend, and he learns about it. You know, I mean, we've seen the story before. It's not really that completely original. I mean. Yeah, it's, it wasn't that great. Up next was Lover's Lane uh, from nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, depending on where you look. Uh, slasher movie: a man who committed a series of murders thirteen years ago begins to hunt them down. Begins to hunt down their victims' children. So this was a slasher movie, um, very much in in the vein of the eighties, even though it came out uh, a decade later. Um. Good, it doesn't though. sound like a horror movie. It sounds like a <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, like a yeah. romance movie or something. Right, and there are plenty of romance movies named that, so you have to be careful what you're watching. This one's got uh, uh, Anna Ferris in it. It's got who in it? Uh, Anna Ferris. Remember that girl from uh, the scary movies? Oh, for real? Oh, okay. I just pu- I actually just pulled it up. The cover's cool. It's it's I just pulled it up on Slasher where you're watching it, but mm-hmm. the cover looks cool. Is that a hook? That's a hook, yes. Ah, oh, oh, Lover's Lane, like the old, um, the um, what we call it, um, Urban Legend, right? Urban Legend, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my, yeah. God. I mean, it's, it's a pretty decent slash. I mean, the, the the middle, there's a middle where there's a lot of big lull in it. I feel like there's a big lull in the middle, but as far as the slashing part of it, I mean, it's pretty typical. But I, again, very much a throwback to the '80s kind of a deal. Oh, that's that's kind of that's kind of cool though. I'll have to go check that out. It's just my dad. I always had this thing when I was a kid. My dad used to tell me all these stories about a hook man mm-hmm. when I was little, and for the longest time, I thought there was this you know villain out there, the hook man. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> so I love all the I love all the the, the horror characters with the hook because it kind of it's kind of nostalgia. I was like, oh, the hook man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's worth worth checking out. Um, again, it's about half and half. I mean, it's pretty boring in the middle, but let's get past that. It's, it's in the bad. middle. Yeah, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, there's just not a lot going on there. Anyway. 
That for some reason, yeah. starts off slow. The ending was terrible, but you're like, no, the middle was terrible. <laughs> the middle is just kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, up next, a rewatch of the WNUF Halloween special. Have you seen this movie? No, I saw where you were watching it, and I was like, what is this? I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I don't. It's so this one is set in the '80s, and it's just so fun. Uh, it. It's not gory. There's nothing like that. It's 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 a mock television broadcast. So it's filled with commercials. A lot of them fake, and a lot of them are just like vintage ones that uh, the director pulled. But um, it, it's just great. I, I I know. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's it's just like watching a program for Halloween when you were a kid in the eighties. Yeah, it's cool. Like, so um, I see the the back of it says it's Halloween in your VCR. Yes. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Yes, yes. And and like it just come, cuts to commercial all the time. And it goes, you're watching the NWF Halloween special. You know, it's just it's so fun. I mean, the, the dedication that the director uh, did to, to make this look authentic is, is pretty amazing. So I do love it. Again, you can't watch it for gore or anything like that. It's not that kind of a movie, mm-hmm. but it's just fun. It's just, yeah. uh, if you grew up in the eighties and you watch um, stuff like the midnight hour and stuff that they used to show uh, back on TV back in the day, then you'll like this. I think. What um, year, do you know what year it came out? Uh, so it came out in 2013. Oh, no shit. So looking at the cover, I'm like, it looks like an, an 80s movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. But it came out in 2013. It was really, and the, the marketing was really weird. I think he just left some tapes or VCRs at conventions and something. Like, it was just really weird, the marketing of, of it. But word of mouth really spread on that movie. So uh, I really recommend it. it. I don't know. It was on uh, Shutter uh, a while back. I don't know if it still is or not, but it's a really good movie. Uh, and then they did a sequel. And uh, I tell you, it took me a long time to uh, track this one down. You can't really find it anywhere online. Um, had to purchase a copy from the director. <laughs> uh, no kidding? Yeah, yeah. So, is it, so was, it, was it worth tracking him down? I, yeah, it was. Uh, it's not as good as the original, but it's, it's the same vein. It's, so this one is set in the 90s. And same premise, though. It's, uh, just a sh- it start well... It's a little different because where that one was more like a TV broadcast and then went into like sort of – it's still kind of was a TV broadcast. This one starts out and it's like a talk show. So they Mm -hmm. do like a talk show first. Then they do a little bit of a news thing. And then they go into uh, this thing called Out There, which is more like a – you know, like those old uh, – how uh, those old – well, this is about aliens. So those old sort of alien shows about like – Tonight on tonight on so and so, you know, let's see if Bigfoot exists, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so this is out there, uh, Halloween mega tape. And again, this one came out in 2022, but it's set in the 90s. And again, it, these great commercials. Um, and he goes through so much length. He even create, created this, uh, this guy who put it out who's like kind of a guy who does pirated movies. Mm-hmm. He, he created this whole guy he even does a commentary as this guy i mean the, the links he goes to to make this authentic it, i love it but yeah That's definitely. Cool. and it come out the second one come out in 2002 so it's really it's really not that old it no, really two, just came two, out a couple of years ago yeah 2022 <laughs> so that one came out yeah this is not but hard to find though yeah um a few few copies out in the wild but yeah i could not stream it anywhere so i, I don't think it is anywhere so mm-hmm. but but 
but fun, fun stuff. If you like the first one, you probably will like it. Again, I didn't like it as good as the first one, but I did, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the last thing I, I will talk about is I did a rewatch of Subspecies. Have you seen these movies? Uh, I don't think I've even heard of them. Those species, you know, you know, full moon features, Charles Band and all that. Oh yeah, the, of course. the puppet masters and all that. Well, oh, obviously, yeah. puppet puppet masters and the, some of those, those are some of his bigger movies. But this was pretty big back in the day. Subspecies. This was his vampire movies mm-hmm. that he did. Um, subspecies one, two, and three. I've seen all of them before. The first one I think is definitely the best one. But I mean, they're pr- they're pretty good. I mean, they're a little slow for by today's standards for sure. You know, and the CGI is terrible. Absolutely terrible in them, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay because the va- the vampire is pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And and back in the day, I loved vampire movies. Loved mm-hmm. them, and I and I watched these on like VHS and stuff back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen them. You can find those pretty much anywhere online. But they've done like they've done five now. So I've I've seen four. I've not seen the fifth one. The fifth one's actually newer. They released that just like maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen that one. That may, it might be even better. I don't know. Because, you know, the, the Puppet Master one that they did with a little bit bigger budget, that one was pretty good. I don't know if you saw that one or not. Uh, but that one was, like, pretty decent. Like, a lot different than the old old uh, school stuff. So, But, yeah, I do like these movies. They, they're, they're cheesy as, as hell, for sure. <laughs> they are. Sometimes, sometimes cheesy's good, though. It's good to throw mixes in there, um, so you're not constantly watching something dark. That's, that's why I was, mm-hmm. the babysitter. It's it's it was funny. It's, sometimes right. know, I like to throw them horror comedies in there. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Other than that, though, uh, obviously you laugh at the porno gang and, and stuff like that. So that's all I got. Uh, you ready to talk to Joe? Yeah, let's talk to him. All right. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we have a very special guest. We have Joe DeBartolo. Joe is an actor and a producer. What's going on, Joe? Hey, how you doing? Joe, Joe. It's been a while, my man. It's good to hear your voice. What's going on? Good to hear you, Mike. Good to hear you. Absolutely. Now yeah, we've nice, done... to, nice to meet you, Bridget. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. We're so excited. You know, I had no idea. I've seen several of um, the films you've been in, and I had no idea. Um, so we're going to talk a, a little bit about that. Um, so I know you and Mike have worked together before, right? Several oh, times. Yeah. Several times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, I've been in, in four of his features, and we, we did a bunch of... Uh, Goofy little things too, like uh, that Phantom in the Woods and uh, Phantom in the Woods, Hands of Fate, uh, yeah, Hands of whatever Fate, yeah. Uh, Dirty Sanchez was maybe the first thing we worked together on. Yeah, right? but uh, that was more of a Cooney film, I think. It was, it was, it but was. That's where I. You're right. That's where I met you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, okay, okay. So um, Dirty Sanchez and um, so I I've seen a couple off the top of my head. Um, Candy's Harold seen it so many times um i didn't realize that was you and then um seller secret which is probably my favorite out of all the faux pas films and you had a pretty crazy character yeah well you know i didn't write it mike <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah yeah uh, it was a definitely a, a crazy character um you know religious zealot and uh if you don't mind, uh, I don't know. C- can we get into the, the the what the film's about? Because sure. there's, you know, it, it's it's just a nasty movie, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, uh, K- 
kidnapping, uh, bondage, incest, rape. Mm-hmm. Hey, all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Fun for the whole family. Yeah. From the mind of Mike. <laughs> what well, I love about that movie is when you're first watching it, you're like, oh, it's a happy family. Yeah. You it don't starts know off like where a, you know, a lifetime movie or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even though the opening credits are so beautiful. I know. It, that was, it was really, really great. It, you know, so I watched that with my boyfriend, and he was like, he doesn't watch a lot of the things I watch. And he's like, Oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is so dark. And then when we we watched the um the the bonus features, you know, some just behind the scenes stuff, and it was and you guys were having fun and laughing. He was like, "Oh, it's so different. Like when you see behind the scenes, you know." And um, yeah, we we were we were having fun, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, long days though. That was yeah. those were some long days. Some of them were. Yeah. Now the the real star of Seller Secret is the seller. I'm sorry. That, I mean yeah. that was I I cannot believe what a perfect location that was. Yeah. yeah it was, was perfect. Good. I think we've talked about that before, Mike. At some point, I was like, "Wow, I was like a perfect location to film." It was really good. Really good. It, it was because we got to use the cellar and we got to use the upstairs and they also had all these religious trinkets that they let us use. I mean, I brought a few, but they had like tons there already. So some of it was just point and shoot, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it worked out really well. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I could have made more movies like that because I feel like overall it did go very well. I mean, you know, uh, the sound is pretty good, honestly, overall. I've had, always had a lot of sound issues on a lot of my movies. Most of the sound is pretty good on that movie. Uh, where we only had the one location mainly, I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of packing up and going or, you know. And we, we filmed it in, what, was it t- two weekends or three weekends? It was really quick. Uh, the, well, the stuff in Walnut, was, Walnut, Illinois – yeah, that was uh, two weekends. The stuff in Walnut was two weekends, and then we yeah. filmed some stuff at your house too. Yeah, a little, a little bit of random stuff, but like yeah. the main, the main uh, meat of the movie was filmed there in two weekends. So, so you know, I mean, that was, I think that helped a lot. You know, being able to stay in one location. And yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, I appreciated you giving me that role. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a bizarre and weird role. And it's not like anything I had done up to that point. And then you made me have a southern accent too, which was <laughs> oh, wow. uh, interest, interesting. But you know, between you and Michelle, you were able to tell me how to how to talk. So was yeah. that so was that difficult? Did you did you have a hard time um, with that care with your character? Just because I mean, no. I know there was a lot of uncomfortable situations. If you go and watch the the bonus features. I remember specifically just some behind the scenes footage where you look over at Mike and you're like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, and Mike says, you rape her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I mean, I kind of figured out how to do that, but the hardest thing, believe it or not, for me was reading out of the Bible. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I mean, he had, a few pages where he wanted me to read. And then sometimes I just opened the book and started reading and I didn't know what I was getting into. And reading the Bible is not the easiest thing to do. And, you know, I mean, like even when we were uh, filming with your baby, when I'm standing over the baby and I'm reading out her mm-hmm. Bible. And yeah. Like, this is, that's the most difficult thing of the movie for me was reading out of the Bible. Right. 
yeah, there was a, there was quite a few passages there yeah. that we had to incorporate. But it, it, it worked out, and I think overall the acting is really good. I'm not going to mention any yeah. names, but there were a couple <laughs> that were a little uh, wooden. But uh, yeah, uh, me and uh, Portia and uh, Derek. Uh, the cook, yeah, cook, yeah, and uh, and what was the, the who played the preacher? Scott. Scott. I think the four of us did great. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole way, all the way through, was very believable. I think it, we did a good job, but then there were a couple people who uh, kind of ruined it for me, anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, a couple of uh, last-minute recasts and stuff. That, yeah, that I always still think, happens. You know, it always yeah. happens. Mike, you should have been the sheriff, man. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. Uh, and by the way, yeah. if you want to see this movie, you can check it out on faux pas. Or you can, you can. It's for purchase at fauxpasfilms.com. F a u x p a s f i l m s dot com. Yeah, yeah buy you, it. Should, you should definitely buy the Blu-ray. But if you have no player, you can actually just watch it on Tubi. It's on Tubi, yeah. But they want to uh, buy it because they definitely want to see the bonus features. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's on Prime too, but you got to pay for it on Prime. It's on Prime. It's on Plex. It's on Cineverse, and maybe a few others. A few, a few of those smaller ones, yeah. Cool. So, so what? What do you think? What was your favorite? What was your favorite character or your favorite um, film that you've been in? Oh, uh, well, uh, that's. I mean, I've. I've been in hundreds of movies. So <laughs> right, it's kind yeah. of uh, kind of difficult. Though I, I won't count the earlier one or anything up through you know the 1970s and 80s and that stuff because that was so long ago. But uh, there were some fun roles back then too. Recently, uh, actually, I'm, I'm very excited about my latest role, which is I'm the lead in a feature film called Torture the Flesh. All right, that's Derek. Now, how's that for a a horror uh, title? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. <laughs> we're uh, we're still in the editing process. I I watched a rough cut of it last week. Uh, I went out to uh, Elburn, Illinois, and watched. It was 147 minutes, and uh, uh, it was. Uh, tight i mean it's gonna be tough to uh make any changes we we wrote down you know we jotted down some ideas and uh, turned it over to the editor and we're gonna see then we gotta have the score made but the look of it and the feel of it it, it's exactly what we wanted and so i'm very thrilled to be that character i I don't want to tell you too much because i I don't want to give away uh you know it's a it's a, a grimy gritty crime slasher gory gore fest man it's it's amazing and uh, i you know we don't we want people guessing who who the killer is so who's, right, who's cool. the director of that movie Derek. Uh, Derek that's Rush. what i thought i was like i feel like we've talked about this movie before i knew it okay awesome yeah he's yeah. really cool so you've worked with him a lot then i worked with Derek. Uh, i've done 11 films with Derek. Damn, that's but awesome. this is this is my first feature with him. All the other ones were short films. Oh, cool. 
And I, you mentioned that you mentioned a few minutes ago, you said, you know, I'm not going to mention anything from like the seventies or the eighties. I'm like, damn, how long have you been, how long have you been acting? Yeah. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah. Uh, what, what got you started in it, Joe? Like what, oh. what started you making or uh, acting or making movies? Cause yeah. you used to make your own other movies, your own, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I always loved films. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially horror films, but uh, I don't know. Growing up, I would watch the old universal horror films on TV uh bride of frankenstein being my favorite of of that group and uh and then of course king kong the rko 1933 film and mm -hmm. uh dr jekyll and mr hyde uh, 1932 at frederick marx from paramount that th those are amazing films uh when i was little i mean the the first film that i saw at a movie theater was rodan a japanese dai Keiju from Toho from 1957. I was four years old. My father took yeah. me to see Rodan. Dude, cool dad. So I've been a, yeah, he, he liked monsters and horror, and uh, he got me into it, and I got my kids into it. Uh, but yeah, then in the, in the 60s, uh, I, I would uh, watch the local PBS station, and they would show silent films, and I was impressed with the like the storytelling process and the acting or uh, overacting really in silent films. So, yeah. so I decided <laughs> to try to make my own silent movie. So I borrowed my uh, father's eight millimeter Bell and Howell movie camera. And that was the beginning. Uh, in fact, the second movie I ever made was a horror film and I played a monster and I killed my eight year old sister. Oh wow! That's yeah, fun. Good, good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 1969 is when I started my own production company. Uh, I was 15 years old, but it didn't matter. I I just had the love of making movies and really got involved. And for the next 15 years, I made like 200 movies, uh, shorts and feature films, and then videos when. Uh, video equipment came out and made a few documentaries too but uh uh yeah i was i was cranking them out baby <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome a lot a lot of people we talk to on the podcast the, a lot of people tell us we're like man i knew when i was like really really little that that is what i wanted to do and i think that's i think that's really great that you you fulfilled your passion and and went on to try to make these movies on your own at 15 years old. That's that's really great. Yeah, I got got started. I mean, I never made any money at it, and but you know that's not why I was doing it. Right, right. I was yep. doing it for the love of film. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, I even took uh, uh, I was doing some extra work in the 80s too, when because uh, there was a lot of film work, TV work in Chicago always. Right. And uh, so I did some extra work. And, uh, not any horror films, though. Sorry. I so. love all you guys from Chicago. Like, I feel like I'm part of, like, the, the horror Chicago family. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was like, I, I love talking to you guys. Um, so you're you're based out of Chicago then? Yeah, I'm right. based out of Chicago. And uh, I don't really, uh, I don't try for uh, roles in, out of town. I mean, other than um neighboring suburbs or you know i mean i'll I'll go to like uh wisconsin or indiana or something but i, I won't go too far yeah i'm getting old man <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, there's a, a a great collection of filmmakers in in Chicago and the area, and um, horror is an accepted genre, and it's got a built-in audience. So that's what we end up making the most. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Works for me. That's what I like anyway. So works for me. Uh, what, what about festivals and stuff? They still, uh, tons of festivals up there. You're still going to a lot of those. Uh, there are, um, less festivals that I'm interested in. Uh, yeah. uh, there was a stretch there for about six years where I was a judge, uh, for all these film festivals. I did the, uh, the real horror fest and the Chicago horror fest and the hardcore horror fest. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and then other ones like real cinema and real doc fest and uh, cinema soup, real comedy fest, but the horror ones are what, you know, I was drawn to and it was great to, to be a judge because you got to see all these bizarre films that you, you don't, you know, you wouldn't normally have a chance to see. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Turned me on to some good, uh, filmmakers did you say you were a judge is that what you yeah said? yeah oh that's i worked fun. I worked as a as a film fest judge for about six years oh that's really fun that's fun you get to see a lot of movies that you you know you might not have picked out to watch or that's that's really fun right and the thing with that is you have to watch all of them <laughs> <laughs> some of them are stinkers but uh there's some really good ones some some class films out there yeah yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, probably met a lot of cool people too. I bet a lot of um, a lot of cool directors, writers. Um, well, in, in in my area, I tend to work with some of the same directors and writers over and over, but that's because they just write a script and offer me a role, and I don't have to audition, and I don't have to search them out. They search me out, so it's uh, it's real easy for me. Right, you know, I mean, like, you know, okay, I I made two, four films with faux pas, mm -hmm. Mike, and uh, you know, I was like, on you know, Andre Boyd, I've made six films with him, and eleven with Chivis for Derek, you know. Uh, so I mean, they're not the only people I work with, but it's nice to to have people send you a script and say, do you want to do this? You want to do this? You know, yeah. Well, I think if that's I because... can, my, my only limits now are if if uh, I have health issues and if I, I can't physically handle a role, I just have to turn it down. But they understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. Well, I think the reason that happens is because, you know, when you are in making independent films, you know, things can go wrong real quickly. And people that don't show up and commit themselves to it, that happens so often that when you find people that are committed – you, you really want to stick with them. You want to, you want to work with them again. So when you find a role that works for them, you always want to give them the first crack at it because those are the people that you know you can count on, you can trust, and you're one of those, Joe. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I can understand why people would be like, yeah, yeah, let's bring Joe in every time, every time, because yeah. they, they know he's gonna, you know, give his all, give the performance, and be there. You know, but not, not just like, oh, I can't make it, uh, you know, for because I'm doing something else. Yeah, you right. know, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, last minute. Uh, which has happened to me. Uh, oh, I'm not going to be there. You know, five, five oh, minutes before. I know how, how how many times have we sat around waiting for somebody to show up, only to find out they weren't coming at all. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god, I do a little bit of just a dabble and a little bit of acting, but that is the worst when all your actors are sitting around forever <laughs> waiting on one. Yeah, person. right. I mean, even one for uh, <laughs> when we were working on uh, Leaf Blower Massacre 2, the special effects people never showed up. <laughs> we, were, we were there all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know you were in that. You were in that one too? Oh, yeah, I'm the bum. Yeah, okay. Bum. Okay. Yeah. So I just I just watched that not so long ago. So that's it was a fun role. I was eating garbage out of the garbage can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, go back and watch these now. Yeah, like, watch it again. Up. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give away any secrets, but I brought my own garbage to eat. Okay, it's not uh, like uh, I actually uh, dug it out of the garbage bin. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Joe, if this has been uh, released. If if Anthony's officially told people, but uh, uh, the Dirty Sanchez and Leaf Blower Massacre 2 is uh, now been released on Blu ray. Oh, wow! Yeah, oh, cool, that's awesome. Curtis, courtesy of moi, I uh, he, he uh, gave me all the material and I we put them on Blu ray. So, yeah, the covers look uh, the cover for Dirty Sanchez looks pretty cool. Ask Thanks. him about it. Yeah, yeah, I will. I mean, I haven't, I haven't talked to him since he. I don't know. Retired. <laughs> well, he has daughters, twin daughters. Now I didn't even know. We didn't even know that. Yeah, so I didn't know that until I listened to your podcast with him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, your, your podcasts are very informative. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. Like, hey, if I want if I'm having a hard time like looking for a movie to watch, I'll just get on your podcast and see what you guys have been watching. <laughs> I love that. That always makes me feel so good. I get text messages. Seriously, like 8 a.m. from people going, oh, my God, I just listen to your podcast. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is so cool. That makes me so happy. So and we appreciate we appreciate all our listeners and um, glad you came on here to talk to us. Um, I think it's really, really great. And thank you for listening. Yeah, I know. Mike asked me a long time ago, like right when you guys were getting started. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, what am I going to talk about? You know? <laughs> and then when I seen you did Cooney and then you did Derek Brush, I'm like, well, maybe I can do it. So here I am. That is, that is awesome. You've We've got come tons. a long way. We've come a long way in three years. I feel like, yeah, yeah. you got you got tons of experience on your under your belt, Joe, to to, to uh, talk about. Speaking of that, uh, let's talk about some of uh, what are some of the like things that stand out to you uh, in filmmaking, like maybe a, a really high point, maybe a really low point, maybe like a really shitty day or a really, really good day. Can you think of anything that just pops into your head? Oh God. Uh, well, for me, the, the, the final product is always what gives me the thrill, you know, sure. going mm -hmm. through the theater, seeing it on a big screen that just blows me away. I mean, that's what it's all for, for me. I was like, this is, this is what I wanted since I was a little kid. And and what's cool is, you know, I go to theaters that I went to as a child to see films playing. And now, I mean, not so much now, but you know, 10 years ago or seven years ago, eight years ago, I'd be going to the same theaters to see my films up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And to see yourself up there, that that's a high point for me. As far as acting goes, uh, you know, I, I I am totally blown away that I was able to pull off stellar secrets. <laughs> that uh, 
the 45 pages of dialogue and uh we got through it pretty good and and it's believable and I, i'm i'm pleased i was so pleased that i took that role now mike you i don't know if you remember but we were supposed to shoot it in april but i was having heart, heart, yeah. heart yeah. issues yes and instead of replacing me you just postponed it and we started doing it in august and i appreciate that so much yeah i do remember that yeah you had a, yeah we were just about to go into production you're like uh wait a minute <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I had no control over that, so yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wow, low, that's crazy. That was really, points, that was really I, cool of Mike. Really cool of you. That was definitely cool of, of him, and uh, he's the, great to work with. I I love working with him. We did a film called Hematic Web, in which we really worked uh, close together and, and and with a lot of it, and uh, I think it came out pretty good myself uh, it's uh kind of an anthology just like segments and a wraparound and uh, i think it's pretty cool the gore effects are pretty good uh i will never forget getting my throat slit uh in your in your bedroom and having it, it pretty much cover your wall oh my god and ceiling i mean it just shot out how much pressure you had it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. I don't that know. That was filmed where in your bedroom, Mike? Uh, yeah, downstairs from where I lived uh, in Elmwood Park up there. Um, that's probably still on that wall. I will tell yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I spent all night scrubbing that, trying to get that off. It, yeah, you know, it wasn't going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you like filmed this scene in your bedroom with like fake blood. Because well, that's now crazy. It, it was supposed to go one way. All right. Yeah. It was supposed to go one way. It <laughs> didn't. All right. That's just one of those times. It did not go. The, I mean, it worked. It worked. It worked. It exploded. But it went it was, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it definitely did not go the way. Because we, we, I had a lot of stuff. I remember I had like uh, a lot of tarps and stuff down on the bed or something. I was waiting for it to go there. Yeah. Not on the ceiling was I thinking it was going to go. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was uh, not planned that way. But So yeah. your your throat was slit. And there and there's blood on the ceiling. Like it, it, shot, yes, that it, shot, it shot out. I had the, the tube or whatever on my neck, and when he pressed, pushed the button for it to shoot out, it just went all the way across the room and up into the up into the ceiling in the corner. Yeah, yeah, because. Because there was so much pressure, and this happened twice. This happened actually in Brimstone Creek Road too. Um, uh, since there's so much pressure, the the hose just moves. So <laughs> it was, and we did it again in uh, Brimstone Creek Road. There's like a coda epilogue end scene in Brimstone Creek Road, and <clears throat> there is uh, this girl <clears throat> who uh, cuts herself, and then blood comes. Uh, so. <clears throat> The guy that I had doing it then, it was just a friend of mine that we were actually on his land and he was holding it. And I, again, didn't warn him, I guess. So uh, when when I said go, it, it went instead of going on her, which it went a little on her, but mostly went on me. <laughs> yeah mostly all over me and the camera and and for, for mine what caitlin didn't want to get bloody that day remember yeah yeah well, and she ended up getting covered in it covered in it. <laughs> she was covered 
Oh, and what? Which movie was that? Chromatic Web. Chromatic Web. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. I'm like, yeah, you gotta watch that one. Talking about. You know, you're just gonna have to have a faux pas fest, man. <laughs> I, 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 yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, so, so back to your question. Low points for me are always when I work on a film do my part and then it never gets completed or released right right or or it does get released and my scenes were cut nothing upsets me more than that have you ever had uh, your scene get completely cut out of the thing where you're not even in it at all yep ah yeah that that has to suck yeah that yeah so the guy the the guy now is selling uh blu-rays and he said my scene will be in the the deleted scenes if i want to buy one like, no, no thanks <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah yeah that's got to be hard uh especially well, I, I show up i do my job you know there, there wasn't a problem i handled it the way it was supposed to be done and right. then i'm i'm no longer in the film well the way i see it is like i know they do it on hollywood pictures and stuff sometimes they cut things for time or whatever reason and, and but these people they they get paid pretty generously for it anyway so it's like okay well i got paid so whatever but if you're doing an independent film you're like you said you're showing up you're you're giving your time you're giving you know everything i would never i would never cut anybody out you know it's like you you're i feel honored that you're there to be in this film i would never yeah try to short you in that way well it so. was it ended up being a long film and they wanted a cut but my scene was like seven and a half minutes and they that they cut it completely yeah um, that's they could maybe trim it down some but you know cutting completely that's well i mean they could have cut seven and a half minutes of the girl screaming she screams through the whole <laughs> fucking movie <laughs> yeah there's that i'm sorry language I hate no, that's fine. I hate I hate movies where like the Babadook, you know, like I like the movie, but God, that kid screaming just kills me, you know. So uh, and I watched the movie uh, not long ago where yeah, a girl was just screaming constantly, and then I'm like, ah, shut up, you know. It's yeah. how I feel about Mia Goth. I'm like, oh, her voice <laughs> makes me cringe. <laughs> and and I know what you mean, Joe, about. Um, working on th- i've worked on some things too not my projects but i've worked i've helped people you know like do- shot you know the footage or whatever with products that never saw the light of day i acted in one movie uh never saw a lot of day you know stuff like that i mean it it, it did it's a it's oh yeah, of- yeah. I, I i've got probably 30 40 movies that i worked on that have, were never released oh wow that is yeah. a lot like, yeah and don't get me wrong filmmaking is hard work it's hard to do I mean, it, it is, and I think some people do bite off more than they can chew. They're not really sure uh, what they're what they're getting themselves into when they're making a movie. But I don't know. I, I just feel like, look, if I if if I start the movie, I'm going to find some way to finish it. It might not be the, my original vision completely, you know, but I'm going to finish that movie. I'm going to yeah. do whatever I can. I mean, this day and this day and age, I don't really feel like there's no excuse for it. It's like, come on, just mm-hmm. just finish yep. it. Yep. Yeah, especially when you have a lot of people that put a lot of work into it, and so I, I com- Joe, I completely understand where you're coming from on that. Um, my my first big lead role, I spent hours and hours and hours, and that was three years ago, I think. Um, and I I don't know if it'll ever get released or not, but but it does, it it does suck because you want to see the final product, you know, you want to see yeah. 
final and you want to see it on the big screen, all that work that you did. And so I completely understand that yeah. for sure. Yeah. At least have it get released. I mean, wh whether it makes a film festival circuit or if it gets, uh, you know, released anywhere, but I mean, give me a, dvd or a blu-ray or something i don't you know i don't have to see it at the theater if you don't want to have a premiere but you know get, put it out there yeah right speaking of speaking of blu-rays dvds we always ask this question to most people um you you like physical copies right yes i do how i'm do you, old man well so am i so how do you feel about the this new age of streaming and all that well i do that too but uh sure uh, I still, if, if, like, if I'm in the film, I want a, a, a actual copy of it in my mm -hmm. hand, mm -hmm. you know, um, if it's a, a film that, you know, a, a big production that, uh, is released, if I love it, I'll buy the Blu-ray because mm -hmm. I, I like the extras. I, I, I am big on watching every extra piece of everything that's on every blu-ray you know there can't be too much information for me mm -hmm. sure oh love the, love the, the the bonus features it really is a bonus it's always like especially when you watch a really good movie you're like ooh, i want to go watch the bonus features i'm such a nerd like that like that's one of my favorite things about physical copies yeah i i, I love that mm-hmm I never would have saw that awkward conversation between you and Mike where you asked him what to do. He said, Raper. Well, I, I don't remember that. I'll have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. And it's, so, it's a, such a casual conversation. You're like, what do you want me to do? Mike's like, Raper. <laughs> yeah. like, that is funny. Yeah. Do you remember that, Mike? I, I mean, I don't, but you know, I. I I, I get in my my smart ass attitude sometimes on set where I'm just kind of goofy. Uh, yeah, Mike, that's saying, your answer to everything. Saying silly shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that does sound like something I would say. So yeah. I'm sure it was. Yeah, that's cool though. That's that's awesome. Y'all seem to work really well together. I love your work, Joe. It's like like I I had no idea that I've seen that many of your movies. Now I'm gonna go back and like watch all and look for you. That's that's really cool. Yeah, well, I I do look different in, you know, most of them, but it's me, definitely <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah, and what's what's the one that you said that just went into editing? Tor tor torture of the flesh. Torture of the flesh. So we're gonna be we're gonna yeah. be we're gonna be looking for this one for sure. Yeah, well, it should. I was hoping for a spring release, but it looks like it's going to be a little <laughs> later. Uh, just because there's still we're still editing, and then we got to do the score and color correcting and all that. But uh, it, this year, definitely this year. Yeah. Well, J Joe, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've seen many, many of your movies because I do the DVDs for Derek. I don't know if you know that or not, but I I author all those DVDs of all yeah. those movies, so I I end up seeing like almost all those movies that you're in with him. Yeah, well, uh, some of the these these short ones, I mean, I have tiny little roles in them, but that's that's fine. I mean, I'm still in them. I still get a credit. I'm happy. You know, we uh, we've been doing these anthologies for um, Phil Herman, 
Yeah. And, uh, so four of the short films, or well, three so far and a fourth one coming up that I'm doing for Chivis uh, ended up, they're all on um, anthology films. So yeah. you got uh, uh, Horror Tales 666 Part 2 and Part 3 and then Doomsday Stories. And uh, a good one coming up, uh, we, we haven't filmed our short film for it yet, but it's called Unearthed. And uh, that should be that should be a good one. Well, I, I will see that too because I'm yeah. I'm, I'm actually working on the uh, DVDs for that anthology as well. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's it's great. I, I mean, with the anthology, I get two credits because I'm in the short film and then I'm also in the anthology. I'm a credit whore. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Joe, you used to make your own movies back in the day. You made it quite a few, Beyond the Edge and stuff like that. You ever think about making your making any movies yourselves again? I would love to. I would love to direct. Uh, I've written a few scripts, but I have no equipment, and I wouldn't know how to use the equipment or do the editing or anything. Uh, it's all a new new world for me out there. I mean, back when I was doing it. It was pretty simple. Um, well, but yeah, you were, I would, I you were would, shooting I, on film, though. How is that? How yeah, is that more I, simple. I love shooting on film and yeah. and cutting and splicing. You know, I mean, the editing was a, a an actual process. Put it together. I mean, editing was very important when you're working with film. I mean, it it is now too. But uh, it seems like when it's digital, it might be e easier to. To do, I don't know. Oh, I would what do so. I know? I, I would think definitely easier to do. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've you've like pretty much done every you've done act right. Have you? you I mean, so you've done writing, acting, producing, um, directing. What is your editing? What's your favorite part about making film? What's your favorite part? Well, I used to like directing, but I mean, I'm an actor now. That's what I list uh, first on my. Uh, my uh like cards or if i do anything i think on uh imdb i'm listed as an actor first uh, i i like acting um uh, so no role is too small i love it mm -hmm. if, yeah if I, can, if I can physically handle it i'll do it i'll be there cool all right i don't know if i could handle 45 pages of uh dialogue anymore but uh and no more Bible verses. So, so <laughs> seller secret no, no, part two. Seller but... secret part two. Well, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't make it out of that unscathed. We'll find a way. They always find a way to bring them back. Yeah. Well, Joe, we really appreciate you coming on here, and I know you're on social media because um, we, we, you know, we follow each other on social media. But for our listeners, um, why don't you tell them where they can find you on social media in case they want to check you out? Oh, I'm on the, the basics, you know, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, well, X, pardon me, and I, I am DB, and they're all under my name, just Joe DiBartolo or Joe DiBartolo, however you want to pronounce it, I'll answer to both. Uh, yeah, I mean, go out there, check out my IMDB. I think I've got about a, 120 films listed on there. Uh, you know, I, I, I made so many, but... You can't put all those old 
little films out there. You know, that's that's ridiculous. They were never released or anything. But yeah. Uh, so, so Joe, one last question. Um, oh. You've done all these roles. You've done so many roles, over a hundred. Is there any role that you haven't done yet that you have not been a part of? Like, I really would like to do this. Ooh, good question. Uh, not uh, um, the role itself, but it, I, I would like to do a, a film in which it was. It's more of a a reaction, uh, more of a an an acting without dialogue kind of. Uh, role it's more like expression without words yeah yeah uh i mean words are fine but i i i think i'm um i i consider myself like a character actor now i'm i really except for you know the fact that i'm doing i'm the lead in uh, torture to flesh i'm i'm not usually the lead in a film anymore and and i like having these uh character roles in which I, I can you know sink my teeth into. But I would like to do something in, in which I'm just going through the film and just being like I would be if I was alone. Just are we talking about like more like an art house kind of a film kind of a thing or uh... Yeah, I I, I I don't know, like the old black and white art films and uh Yeah. Okay. Yeah. French New Wave and uh the Italian films from the early 60s that kind of stuff okay yeah, yeah cool well m- mention that to some of your directors i i was uh i was talking to it i was talking about that to a director just a couple weeks ago okay all right well right. Hey, maybe that'll happen maybe it'll yeah maybe, maybe that will happen for you yeah yeah that's cool. I think it would be a little bit. I think that'd be harder to do. You'd be, you, but you've done enough acting where you could pull it off. Yeah, really that's great. you pull that's, it off well. That's what I want to try. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we look forward to seeing all the stuff that you're going to be doing uh, up, yeah. upcoming. Well, there's this stuffs out there. Uh, I don't know. You remember? I, I don't know. You're cutting me. Uh, we. we stuck for time here but remember when we did that horror society presents uh the uh seller secret at the killer pinata at the mm-hmm. bucket, oh, yeah, bucket yeah, of yeah. blood uh yeah books and records well i'm in the sequel i'm in bride of the killer pinata and uh, okay i have a, a, a good role in that and um thanks to uh steven tramontana and the angry mule films um that is uh, I believe free on Tubi if you want to watch it. Oh, is it already out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh, nice. And what Very was it? Nice. What was it called? Bride of the Killer Pinata. The first Bride one. Bride of the Killer Pinata. The first one was really funny. It was, yeah. it was, it was well done. Yeah. And you don't have to see the first one to enjoy this one, but the first one is also out there on Tubi if you want to watch that one also. So. Yeah. All right. Very cool. So, yeah, okay. Thank you so much for putting me on here. Uh, sure, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming Thanks for coming on. And um, make sure, everybody, make sure to check out Joe DeBarlo. How did I do? Did I say your last name right? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Mike, you got to make another movie. I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, con- convince Bridget and we'll, uh, we'll get it going. <laughs> 
Dude, right. I don't know why he's putting it back on me. Bridget's the lead actress, so we're okay, get her okay. to get her to commit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <Thanks>. guys. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, thank you. Thanks, yep. Joe. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. All right, Joe, Joe DiBartello, Joe DiBartolo, Joe, the man of many names. Wow, <laughs> Joe's been like busy for a long time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. he's been wow. Uh, what do you say? Over two hundred movies. Two hundred movies. Well, he's yeah. I mean, well, he did so many movies by himself back yeah. in the day, and then because he's got over a hundred credits on IMDb, so, uh, yeah, yeah, always working, always doing stuff, always yeah. uh, making movies. Uh, yeah, and he is right. There's a lot of filmmakers up in Chicago, man. That, that they really always pumping out something. So uh, you can, I mean, if you're an actor, working actor, you can always probably find a gig. Uh, you know, up there because uh, there, there's so much. That, that was a really a great experience for me. Is is being able to find actors up there. You know, with ease. I mean, sometimes um, you know it wouldn't work out, but uh, but most times you would, you would be able to find what you needed. Yeah, we've talked to a, lo- a lot of people um, from Chicago that you've worked with, and um, why I never, I had no idea that there was that many independent horror filmmakers there or people into it. Like, like Nashville, you would think Nashville being such a big city, but Nashville's really where I live, but it's really known for music. Um, but yeah, it's known for music. I mean, there are filmmakers there. I've there known are a filmmakers. few and I'm sure there's a lot that I don't know, but it's definitely not the high point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing about there. Cause they, they do have a lot of festivals there. You said maybe a little less than it used to be, but there was tons of festivals when I was there, not just horror though, but also like comedy and drama, there was just festivals all the time that you could submit to or you know be a part of and and stuff like that. There's really not that uh, much in Nashville. Obviously, they had the Nashville Film Fest. They have a few, but it's just not as as plentiful, you know. Yeah, de- definitely not. And like full, like um, and as far as like horror conventions, you got Full Moon. And but there's not really a lot now this year. Well, this I don't. I mean, the conventions there's a more there's a lot more. There are in I mean, Nashville. Well, in Nashville? not just just Tennessee itself, well, the surrounding areas. In Tennessee, yeah, you even have like one in Crossville. That's the craziest. No, thing. no we, don't, we don't have one in Crossville. Is it not Crossville? Is that not where um, Frank and Con's at? I thought no, it was no, no. Uh, Frank and Con's in Alcoa, which is pretty close to Knoxville. Oh, I don't know where the hell I was getting crossed. I was like, you got a convention like right down the street from me. That's the crazy. Nah, I don't nah. know why I thought that. That's so it, funny. It's no, it's no conventions in Crossville, but but there's one. There's a one coming up in Kingsford, and there, of course Chattanooga is always having stuff too. Uh, Knoxville, in Knoxville Tennessee, itself. Does Tennessee as a whole, Nashville. You would think there would be a well, lot more in Nashville. Well, but. Nashville has obviously the big one, like you said, with Ben Dixon's. But they have they used to have a, a horror and comic con thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're used to, and there, and there is a, another one, right? There's a new one popped up. Yeah. So I think, I think it's the, yeah, it's the first year. I think, um, it's, um, just Nashville horror con and they've been doing that same con in Evansville, Indiana, which yeah. Evansville is kind of small. Um, but apparently it's been very successful. So now they're going to have one in Nashville and that one is July the 20th and 21st this, this year. National yeah. Con. I, I already have a booth there, so um, that that might be something you might want to put on your calendar. So you got full full moon tattoo and horror festival March 29th, 30th, thirty first coming up. Then National Con, July twentieth and twenty first. 
So, and uh, FrankieCon's going to be in May. Yeah, love it. Uh, well, that's all I got. You got anything else? That's all I got for you, man. Um, don't forget, go and vote for Bridget Byron to be part of the cast on Circus of the Dead 2 because I'm just dying to get killed by Papa Corn. You're dying to die. Dying to die. To be down with the clown. <laughs> down <laughs> all with right. the clown. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right. Until next time, you know what you need to do? What? You, you need what? to stay. Hardcore. So, yeah. Anyway, later. Later. Wow. That's hardcore. Nothing harder. Hardcore horror like Bridget is a part of the Tennessee 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 Horror Podcast Network. <laughs>